Before we get started with everything, I wanted to make sure that you aren't missing out on all of the dastardly delights that we have to offer. Scary Stories Told in the Dark is but one of the many shows you could be listening to. And on February 3rd, don't miss the upcoming episode of Drew Blood's Dark Tales, entitled Odds and Ends. It contains two devilishly dark delights from Mario E. Martinez and Gray Walker. Be sure also not to miss Horror Hill, Fear from the Heartland, hosted by Paul J. McSorley, or the eponymous Chilling Tales for Dark Nights podcast. You can find all of these on YouTube and the podcast platform of your choice, or you can get ad-free versions by subscribing at the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights website. Thank you again, dear listener, for staying as spooky as you do. Good evening. I'm storyteller Otis Gyre, and I ain't your grandfather. From where I'm from, we don't do bedtime stories. And if that's what you were expecting, you're in the wrong place. If it's terrifying tales you're after, well then, I've got just the thing. Get comfortable, settle in, turn off the lights, if you dare. Your night is about to get a whole lot darker. <laughs> Who needs sleep anyway? <laughs> You're listening to Scary Stories Told in the Dark. Welcome, dear listeners, to Season 12, Episode 10. I'm your host, Otis Jiry, and in this episode, I'll be performing three tales to terrify you, courtesy of author Corpse Child. Tonight we'll hear stories of unhealthy snacking, radio jocks shocked, and how smoking is bad for your health. You're listening to the standard edition of tonight's program, which contains the first two spine-tingling stories. If you'd like to show your support and enjoy an extended version of this and other episodes with twice the terror, visit simplyscarypodcast.com and click Patrons in the upper menu to sign up today. Thank you for your support. Now, it's time to take a walk together down the moonlit trail, so lock your doors Turn your lights down low and settle in. The show's about to begin. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. 
Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The home of your dreams. Everyone wants it, no matter how big, small, or adequately plastic-wrapped and soundproofed. But be careful of where it is you plan to move. And if the price is right, sometimes the dreams belong to somebody else. Join me as we dip into the horrors of country living. Without further ado, I present to you Tasting Forbidden Fruit. When you look for a place to live, you take a few things into consideration cost of living, Mortgage cost, the price of utilities, all that jazz, right? Most of the time, you might not exactly take too much in mind when it comes to stuff like the people or folklore in the neighborhood, would you? At least not when you're me, a 25-year-old scrub who's just looking for a way out of his first apartment that won't force him to smash his piggy bank, right? So, yeah, okay, I've been on a search of places to move to, for at least the better part of oh, two, three weeks. And so far, thanks to today's economy tap dancing around his grave, along with the rest of society, I guess it's no real surprise that every house there looked like the realtor must have had a stroke right after his finger hit the old key. That is, when it came to places here in town. Eventually, I had the bright idea to look outside my specifically at an area in the mountains in Terrace County called Grenview Pines. Now, let me tell you that when I first saw the place, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, when you think of dream vacations, you'd think of scenic areas that looked like you'd be able to just ride along through and feel as though you were actually there just from looking at it for too long, you know? Somewhere where you wouldn't want to leave right? Well, my friend, in that regard, look no further than Grenview Pines. I swear, I actually had to take a moment to make sure the pictures I was seeing of the place weren't just a bunch of stock images ripped from some jackass's background wallpaper. Now, obviously, my first reaction was, yeah, sure, it's pretty and all, but what are the prices going to be like? Can't be affordable can it? Well, my friend, in that regard, let me once more say look no further than Grenview Pines. The first house I saw on the market, $3,600 with only a down payment of $750. I couldn't believe my eyes, seriously. This is what you'd call a dream house. Going back briefly to what I was saying earlier about trying to get the hell out of my cramped-ass apartment as quickly as I could. Understand I really was desperate to get out, given that rent on it was coming due and my ex-roommate decided to flake out on me to move back in with his parents without having the common courtesy 
of even leaving me his half of the rent for the coming month. While I wasn't broke, yet, I wouldn't have had the money to pay it up on time, and I sure as hell wasn't about to incur a late fee. You have no idea how much extra is added onto the already blow-it-out-the-ass price. So, you see now why I might have been a little more eager than perhaps I should have been, dive immediately into this head first, no questions asked. So I called the number for the realtor's office, and two days later, I was on my way up into the mountains. I can't express enough just how amazing Glenview Pines look driving up to the mountain range. Pictures were accurate, sure enough, yet at the same time were nowhere near able to show off the beauty of the place. Think of every picture you've seen where your friends are chilling up in the mountains and you see them commenting on how beautiful the scenery is. Now, I want you to imagine yourself in a place that would put those pictures to shame. That was Grandview. Those colors were bright, alive, and all-around welcoming. The sun shone over the peak of the mountain range with a smile on its face that may well have said, Welcome to Grandview Pines. Cheesy as that sounds. It was true, though. I was driving through a dream spot, and I was going to be able to call it home. I ended up actually arriving at the spot of the new neighborhood ten minutes later than I was supposed to, simply because I couldn't help but go and drive slowly through a few of the different trails. When I arrived in the neighborhood, I found that it was slightly more secluded, choked off all around by trees, with only about two or three houses on either side of the road. A quiet neighborhood, I figured. Perfect. No loud-ass roommates or next-door neighbors keeping me up at two and three in the morning. Well, I'll say right now, that was a damn lie. Anyway... I pulled up to the house I was moving into, and again, for the criminally low price I was supposed to pay for it, I was pleasantly surprised at the small yet welcoming-looking house I was set to move into. The realtor was standing there on the porch waiting for me. The two of us got to take a tour of the house, where I was shown and told all of where the appliances and circuit breakers were, as well as where the cellar was. Admittedly, the place needed a bit of work on the inside compared to the outside, but that was more than fine with me. The conversation itself between me and the realtor was unremarkable, though at one point I'd asked if the neighborhood had any sort of reputation and or if the residents were fans of new arrivals. I was told that for the most part, the people in the area had always been rather friendly and welcoming to new arrivals. Afterward, the two of us left and scheduled a second meetup to finalize the purchase of the house for the next week. That week came and went, spent mostly with me packing up everything that I could take with me and or selling what I wasn't going to be able to. And I was soon the proud owner of 1568 Clearwater Drive, Grenview Pines, North Carolina. That first night, I remember I didn't even bother much with anything, like unpacking boxes, the first night I spent in the new house, save for a few things and the stuff I picked up from the grocery store on the way. No, that night was spent just out on the road, enjoying the scenery some more. I 
really just couldn't get enough. Actually stayed out until it got dark, so much so that even the high beams on my SUV barely lit up the path in front of me. I couldn't have imagined trying to walk through this place at night. I soon returned to the house where I scarfed down a quick hungry man steak and mashed potato dinner before crashing for the night. When I woke up the next morning, I was getting up for the bathroom when I heard a knock on my door. A bit confused, only ever being used to invited guests, uh, back at the apartment. I went and looked through the peephole to see a middle-aged couple standing at the door with a fruit basket. Hmm, weird. Uh, uh, hello? I greeted, opening the door. Well, hey there, newbie. The man exclaimed with a sort of Midwestern accent. His wife, also Midwestern, and hyper-enthusiastic, chimed in. We just wanted to come by and say congratulations on the movie, and you're going to love it here. Such a beaut, Grunview Pines, ain't it? Uh, sure, I replied awkwardly. Well, we just wanted to stop by and give you a warm welcome, neighbor. She held up the fruit basket. Oh, and you don't want to forget this. I smiled and chuckled. Oh, uh, thank you. I, uh... Well, I guess I should have something on my stomach before I... I stopped, seeing the worried looks growing rapidly on their faces. What? You don't eat those there, pal, the man said. Uh, okay. Then what do you do with them? You leave them out on your porch. Here, see? The wife pointed to the small side table on the porch. Oh, so they're decorative, I asked still confused as to why the hell they were so worked up over that. Uh, sort of like that, yeah. <laughs> the man said, chuckling nervously. I chuckled just as nervously while setting the basket down on the table. We exchanged brief goodbyes after that, and I went back inside to cook a proper breakfast. Sort of. Bacon and pancakes that had been drowned in whipped cream and chocolate syrup. So much for eating healthy. After breakfast, I decided to go a little further into Terrace County, both to get to know and feel the area a bit more, as well as an excuse to get myself lost in the scenery again. I spent most of the afternoon with this. Terrace County itself is a pretty small enough little area, so it wasn't long, maybe two and a half hours tops, before I'd seen everything in the town. Grundy Pines, on the other hand, that was where the majority of time was spent, after I grabbed lunch at one of the diners. Oddly, as beautiful as the mountains and its trails were, I was surprised when I noted the distinct lack of other patrons walking the trail. I mean, small town, sure, but still. I would have thought there'd be more people, at least tourist-wise, you know? Well, anyway, 4.35, I headed back home where the fruit basket was still sitting on the side table, porch. I wondered. I took one of the grape stalks that stuck out from the right side of the basket. They looked, felt, and smelled real. The next thing to try was crushing one of them, which I did. Sure enough, it was a real grape, all right. So, okay, then why in the hell were those two yams so skittish? Getting kind of hungry, I decided to help myself to the rest of the grapes on the vine and an apple while I went inside to start making my actual supper. I had just about put my three-meat-and-cheese tater tot casserole in the oven when 
I started hearing something pounding outside. It was light, faint, and I almost didn't even notice it at all. When I started listening further, however, I noticed that there were not only sounds of thumping like hooves, but there were more than one of them. About ten or more by the sound of it, in fact. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I ignored it at first, then more and more came in quick succession. I went to the window then to see what was making the noise and instantly had to shield my eyes. All I could catch in a split second, my eyes open in a bright wall of ivory light that I swear was two seconds from burning my eyeballs into molten slag right in the sockets. The hoofbeats were deafening too, My heart actually skipped two or three beats, and my ears rang like crazy for hours following. This was where things first started to get a little weird, because while I was pretty sure it only lasted about a half minute to a minute and a half tops, I came out of my little hysteria to find that almost twenty minutes had passed, and the kitchen was full of smoke, and the smoke detector was screaming bloody murder in my ears. Got up and went back to the window to open it up while also turning on all the fans. When I opened the windows, everything outside was as quiet and calm as could be. I wasn't busy hacking up my lungs and frustratingly throwing my charred carcass of my casserole out the window. I'd have probably spent the next few hours wondering just what the hell that was and how the hell 20 minutes just skipped like that. As it was, I ended up just throwing a sandwich together and calling it quits there. Stranger still was the fact that despite being perfectly wide awake earlier and making just a regular sandwich, I ended up feeling extremely drowsy right after the fifth bite of the sandwich. It was like each bite put me further and further to sleep. Finally, I did pass out on the couch, and I was out colder than if I'd been hit over the head with a baseball bat. Not only that, though... But I seem to be almost lucidly dreaming, if that makes any sense at all. To explain, you know how sometimes when you're asleep, you may not realize you're asleep, you'll be in a dream so vivid that no matter how bizarre it appears, you'd swear it was real. A sort of dream where you can actually feel, hear, and maybe even smell everything around you and or anything that happens to you. If you've ever had something like that happen, you'll know what I'm talking about here. In my case, I was in a dream where I was surrounded all around by walls of white. No landforms, no land to speak of, actually. No windows or anything. 
just an empty white space that looked to stretch until the end of time. I remember feeling absolutely numb when I was like this as well, having lost all senses of touch, or at least to anything I tried touching. That's to say, nothing at all. But I had that weird sort of tingly feeling that you get when your hand or foot falls asleep all throughout your body. All around me, the walls glimmered with this radiant sort of tingling. Imagine the Ivory City from The NeverEnding Story too, but without any of the actual city, just the glimmering walls from the structures. It's the best sort of comparison I've got for it. It was when I started hearing the hoofbeats again that my heart pounded furiously. They echoed from all around me. I saw my head in every direction, but I didn't see a damn thing. I heard what sounded like a combination of wolves howling, as well as horses whinnying, yearning this. Closer, closer, closer. Boom, boom, boom. Growls and whines from horses and wolves came right on top of me. The glimmering light got brighter and brighter. I was forced to shield my eyes like I did back in the kitchen. Somehow, the sounds kept coming even closer still. Boom, 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 boom. I heard one last chorus of the horse-wolf hybrid noises before a deep yet soft and gentle voice told me, Don't open your eyes or you'll never see again. When he spoke, I noticed that the sounds had stopped again. Before I could even get the breath to begin asking who the hell was talking, I heard what sounded like a knife being pulled from a slot on a chopping block. My body seized up hearing this. This will be painful, he said in a voice as gentle as a yogi. Do not open your eyes. Endure, and you'll wake up just fine. My mouth must have been hanging open in place of my eyes, because the next thing I knew, I heard him tell me, Do not speak, else we may remove your tongue as well. Endure, and you'll wake up just fine, child. For the record, had he not told me that, I wouldn't have spoken. Per se, probably just would have screamed. Regardless, preferring to keep both my tongue and my eyes right where they were, I did exactly as I was told. And lastly, child, do not move, no matter how much you may feel so inclined, else your limbs will be stripped from you. That forced my body to seize up even harder, almost locking up entirely. Are you ready to receive penance? Penance? In another instance cold swipe from something thin and sharp was swept across my chest. It was quick, but like how you may not notice at first when you cut your hand on something, usually out of adrenaline, like it was with me, or because you just weren't paying attention. It wasn't until a few seconds later that the searing pain started kicking in. Then another swipe came across my right cheek, this one immediately triggering the pain. Then another, and another. One right after another, from my chest to my arms and legs, all across my face, and eventually to my groin. Obviously, that was when I couldn't take it anymore, and I had to scream. For an instant, after doing so, everything went completely still, with an icy chill hitting my face. Suddenly, something started burning at the root of my tongue. It was slow, too, 
intermittent searing. Imagine having a tooth pulled out without anesthetics. And now imagining that it's not a tooth, but your entire tongue. And imagining that whoever is doing it is in no real hurry to pull it out. Instead, taking their time so you feel every second of the misery. I can't say exactly how long this was going on for. Trust me, when you're in that much pain, you tend to lose track of time. Finally, though, I did feel something of a pop and a flood of blood filling my mouth. Before I could react in any manner, the voice spoke again. You had not heeded our warning, and now you may not speak again. Yet, you may now, as well, never again taste forbidden fruit. You may now go and speak no more, child. May this be a lesson to you. And then everything went black. When everything came back, I sat up and found myself in my kitchen again. The sun was shining through the window. I swung my head in every direction, feeling everything in sight, just so I could make sure I was still not asleep. Getting back to my feet... I looked at my phone, which was left on the counter, when I was making supper. To find it, it was three in the afternoon, three days later. I was about to shout when I got hit with another nasty surprise. My mouth felt empty. A hollow hole. I tried to pronounce sounds and realized my tongue was gone. Panic rolled right through me like a 150-mile-an-hour express train. I spent the next minute and a half clawing like a lunatic at the inside of my mouth only to realize that it was worthless. It was gone. I couldn't talk, taste, or anything. Oh, God. What happened? Why is my tongue missing? I looked out the window to see the fruit basket gone. What the? Where'd the fruit basket go? It hit me then. You had not heeded our warning, and you may not speak again. Yet... You may now, as well as never, again, taste forbidden fruit. That made me immediately think back to meeting with the neighbors that morning. They told me that the fruit wasn't for me to eat. They said it was decorative, so to speak. Naturally, I wanted to ask them what the hell that was, who the voice was, and just what the fruit really was to them. Unfortunately, without my tongue... Couldn't easily do that, not directly, anyways. It wasn't until the end of the next day that they actually visited my house, again bringing yet another fruit basket. I remember opening the door, my face probably looking like I'd seen a ghost. Well, more like I'd seen it felt. Oh, good morning, neighbor. The man chewed, just like he did last time. We saw that you hadn't put out your offering basket for tonight, so we wanted to stop by and make sure you were set. I looked down at the basket. Hurry here. Hey? I tempted, sounding every bit the dummy I was now. Talked her eyebrows at me. I opened my mouth to try and cry out, plead something. All I could manage was a pathetic moaning sound of sorts. You go okay there, darling? asked the wife. Continued feebly trying to talk. Finally, I opened my mouth and gestured for them to look inside where their eyes bugged in absolute terror. Oh, my God, what happened? You had your offering basket out, right? I nodded. You don't think an animal might have gotten to it, do you? I shook my head and picked up one of the fruits from the new basket, 
and pretended to eat it. Both of them grimaced before the man exclaimed, Damn it all, we told you those weren't for eating. Oh, Lord, son. Wah-hoo-hoo-ah-hoo. I played incoherently. Fortunately enough, probably, this not being their first rodeo, as evidenced by the fact they immediately knew it had something to do with the damn fruit basket, they were able to understand me enough when I tried speaking from that point on. That said, from what they told me, there was no way to actually reverse what had been done to me. When I asked them the best I could about just who the hell it was that took my tongue and the fruit basket in the first place, the man told me, New Pines is a beautiful place, no doubts about that, but an old and mysterious place with old and mysterious things that have walked this mountain for thousands of years or more. One of these is what we like to call the Passing Hunter. He went on to explain to me that the Passing Hunter was an old sort of Celtic-based entity that was known once for butchering anyone that would be stupid enough to dare cross out any of the trails here in the mountain. That was until one day, one bold SOB managed to actually strike a deal with the guy in exchange for freedom of safe travel and lodging in the mountain. That every night, each resident, or least of this neighborhood, why this in particular, I couldn't tell you, would provide a fruit basket for him as apparently he was fond of fresh fruit but couldn't pick it his damn self. The couple left after that and it was getting to be dark again. That was about a week ago and since then I've missed a single night of setting a fruit basket out. God knows I never will again after that night whether I manage to stay here or find another place to stay. Not that it really makes much difference anymore. In that time, I've been trying everything I can to search for any information online I can find about the past gunner. But just as my luck would have it, there's absolutely nothing. Obviously, this is part of why I'm writing this here. This and the fact that I literally can't tell anyone in person. I need help. I need answers. Other than a mysterious god or whatever that stalks this neighborhood in Grandview Pines, who or what the hell is the passing hunter? Whoever he is, one thing I know for certain, never, ever, for one night without leaving a full, untouched fruit basket out for him, if you live in Grandview Pines. If you do, I don't think even God himself could actually help you. I hope you enjoyed tasting Forbidden Fruit by Corpse Child, as performed by yours truly. If you enjoyed that tale and would love to read more from tonight's very talented feature author, you can help support him by visiting simplyscarypodcast.com slash corpse dash child. That's simplyscarypodcast.com slash C-O-R-P-S-E dash C-H-I-L-D. Head on over to Reddit to be converted by his Corpse Child Gospel sub, or perhaps dash on over to Amazon to find his work in printed form. If you do decide to stop by the profile, please leave him a kind word and let him know you heard about him here on this show and that Otis sent you. It would mean a lot to me. 
Thanks again for your support of this program and of tonight's featured author. Well, now, my question is that now the hunter has it. What's he going to do with it? My guess? He probably knows a good tongue-and-groove specialist who has a very interesting decor in his living room. I've seen my way around a radio booth in my day, dear listener. I've even spoken to my fair share of fans. But there's nothing quite like the dead of night shift, where you not only get to play music not on the regular rotation, but you need an interesting caller or two. Yes, some very interesting callers. Some of whom might just want more than your typical requests. Without further ado, I present to you Devil's Pickens. Hey there, freaks and geeks of all ages. Tune on in, we got a hell of a lineup tonight. And don't forget tonight's Devil's Pickens. That's right, tonight at around 3 a.m., we open the floor for suggestions for the next picks for the next hour. I press the button to cue the demonic laugh. The same tired out track that I'm surprised. Of all the calls we got, none of them were about getting a new one. But for now, lay back and relax in your infernal hot tubs, as our first hellish pick for tonight is... The phone started ringing. I tried ignoring it. Hades Triumph by Severance, followed by... The phone continued to ring. It got to a point where it was drowning out the sound of my voice. I raised my eyebrow, looking at the time. It was only 11.30 p.m., not even time for the nightly Q&A segments, and our Lucky Devil giveaway was the night before. In short, there was no reason for someone to be calling right now. I waited about another half minute for the damn thing to quit ringing, but it wouldn't. Finally, I rolled my eyes and picked up the phone. Hello, my fiendish little imp. Thank you for calling Reaper FM. Fortunately, the floor is not open for... Sing me a lullaby. I paused. It sounded like a little girl on the phone. Well, hello there. Is your mother or father around? Sing me a lullaby. I clear my throat. Little lady, I appreciate you wanting to call me and all, but this isn't the right time to... I stopped and almost chucked the headphones out the station window when I heard the shrill sound of wailing from the other end. Immediately, I smashed the end call button and began panting. I sat for almost a full minute, looking around the room before realizing the damn recording light was still on and picking up my headphones from off the control panel. <laughs> Forgive me for that, boys and ghouls. Don't we all just hate wrong numbers? I hit the terrified screaming track. Yeah, I bet that is pretty creepy, huh? All alone, dead of night, and suddenly the phone rings when you know it shouldn't from someone you don't know. But you know that's even creepier. Severance with their hit song, Hades Triumph. Enjoy your little devil zoo. I hit play on the song list and sat back. What the hell was that? I thought as the opening riff of the song kicked in. In seconds, the room was filled with overly aggressive guitar riffs and heart-pounding drum beats, followed swiftly by the lead singer's almost trademark opening howl of rage 
marking the beginning of the song. With that, my anxiety almost immediately melted away. Howls from below, death in tow, and cries from the deep, rousing you of sleep. Before I even knew it, I was headbanging to the music like I used to back in high school. When the wolves howl, the air so foul, and innocent wombs are plowed, y'all know, to Hades, you maggots bow. Even mouth along to the chorus. Hades triumph. I was roused from concentration, however, when I heard the phone start ringing again. This time it was somehow so loud that it actually not only stood out from the music, overpowering as it was, but even managed to drown out most of the music. But the first time trying to ignore it did me no good because it just kept ringing and ringing. Even when the song ended and the next one, one that was significantly louder and heavier, by the way, came on, the phone was still ringing. Rolling my eyes, I answered. Hello, my finished little imp. Thank you for calling Reaper FM. This time it was an older woman's voice, about mid-thirties or so, softly saying, Will you sing for me? Well, you always used to sing for us. Remember that? I paused. Ma'am, I'm not sure what your... The little girl's voice returned. Sing for us. Sing us a lullaby. They both then started repeating the words. Sing us a lullaby. I smashed the end call button again before returning to the soundboard to prep for the Q&A session. I closed my eyes and sighed. Just get through the next half hour and then it's music again. I looked at the clock. It was 12.45. Wonderful, I thought. Only five more hours till the AMD chain and I can go home and smoke myself stupid till ten that night. I eyed the mini-fridge. Nah, better save the bangs for later. Well, well, folks, it's that time again. That's right. For the next half hour, DJ Thulu is taking any and all questions, requests, possible deals, for the price of your soul, of course. I played the demonic laugh track and sat back. Now, typically, these go one of two ways. Either the phone immediately starts ringing off the hook, sometimes before I can even finish my opening speech for it, or I get no calls at all that night. The night was a first time, however, that neither was the case. Instead, it was almost two minutes, and therefore I wasn't expecting it, before the phone started ringing out of seemingly nowhere. I quickly threw on my headphones and hit the answer button. Welcome, caller, our first of the night. What can Reaper FM do for you tonight? That sound from before, that sound of wailing, blasted through my headphones, damn near giving me a heart arrhythmia. Why do you hate us? The voices from before cried. My body still frozen. I heard the crying sounds build in tempo. Then I could hear the woman's voice shriek, followed by the little girl crying. Ma'am, calm down. Are you said, shut up, bitch, bellowed an almost inhumanly deep, drowning voice that then began laughing. Ma'am, hello, are you there? Is everything okay? There was no reply. The wailing sounds also ceased abruptly. I was left all alone, quiet and dark, in the studio room. A 
Breathing was unsteady, caught between hyperventilation and heavy breathing. Prone, alert, waiting for the next surprise. Nothing happened. I looked at the time, 1.15 a.m. Another ten minutes before the music got to come back. At least then I'd have some kind of noise in the background. But 1.20 rolled around, and I was about to announce that Q&A was over and that Dick Siren's cry by Taurus was up next when the phone rang again. Now, I almost didn't pick it up, honestly. If I wasn't still trying to build up enough repertoire as a nighttime radio host for my portfolio, I aspired to be a voice actor, and therefore needed to keep my job at the station. I'd have been more than happy to let the bitch ring itself right on, crank caller, distress, or legitimate caller be damned. Of course, aside from what I just mentioned, the damn phone was just too goddamn annoying to listen to. I picked up the phone, bracing for... Well, I can't really say what I was bracing for, but something. Uh, hello? Hello, can you hear me? The voice sounded panicked like the other two. But it wasn't either the woman or the little girl's voice this time. No, this time it was a man's voice. Oh, please, someone, anyone, please help us. It hurts, it hurts so. I began to hear a cloud of static devour his voice. Sir, what's going on, sir? Sir, are you okay? His voice struggled in and out of static, the way a drowning man fights for air. I... It hurts. He hates us. Please, help. I was about to try and call out to him again, when that deep bellow from before came back as a low, rumbling sort of demonic laughter that grew slowly into a bestial roar. Get what you deserve. Now shut up and... I couldn't listen anymore, because right at that moment, all at once, each and every one of the screams came back. Last thing I could hear, in a mix of both the demons and the little voices of the girl, was, Will you sing me a lullaby, please? I sat there, staring bug-eyed and breathless at my discarded headphones. I reached out, shaking, to pick them up again, when I noticed that they were glowing. I hesitated for a second before continuing to pick them up. They weren't hot at all. In fact, quite the opposite. They were so cold that my arm broke into goosebumps the instant I touched them. When I put them on again, the only thing I could hear was static, low and almost completely indistinct, sounding more like those rainfall ambiances you'd sometimes listen to in order to get to sleep. Well, that is until a couple seconds later when I realized they were getting closer growing in intensity and pitch until I realized it wasn't static at all but the screaming again. I started turning a few of the knobs to try switching the station. Funny enough, those were red hot, blistering my fingertips as soon as I touched them. Each and every one of them was like this, too, leaving only the broadcast and the playback buttons able to be touched. I pressed the broadcasting button and began asking if anyone was there and or if they were okay and could hear me. Obviously, I got no answer, other than the ever-growing noise. I noticed, too, that the room started to get extremely hot. Scorching, in fact, to a point where I started feeling dizzy. Not only that, but even the chair I was sitting in started getting toasty on the, the backside, so I made to stand up, only to find that my pants had already somehow fused to the cushion of the seat. I was stuck. There was nothing I could do to escape or make any of this stop. 
I looked over to the window, intent on shouting, praying to God that I'd get lucky enough to catch some street bum's attention to come and get me the hell out of there. When I realized I couldn't even see the street anymore. All that was there now was a blank void. What the hell? Where's the street? Where am I? How long has it been gone? How could it be gone? My head spun in literally every possible direction. I mashed the broadcast button again. Hello? Someone? Anyone? Can anybody hear me? Hello? Hello, Andrew. My eyes were two seconds from exploding in their sockets. I heard the deep rumbling, roaring laughter blasted me from both sides of my headphones, causing my heart to jump. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say hello, DJ Thulu. Is that better? Who? who? Just your lucky caller for tonight. Ah, hell. I've been one of the station's biggest and oldest fans. I always love hearing your stuff, listening to the music and all. So do the filthy maggots and harlots here with me, as you have no doubt noticed. Huh? Dude, what the hell do you want from me? I hear the laugh again. Well, now that's an excellent question. Though I thought I was supposed to ask you the questions here, as the fan and all. Ah, screw it, I'll humor you. Though the answer isn't about what I want from you, but instead what hell actually wants from you. I started throwing my head furiously around the room. I even peered around at the window again. Everywhere I looked, no one was there. Where the hell even are you? I'm everywhere. I'm inside each and every man, woman, and brat that was vomited up to this hellhole earth since its conception. Huh? Dude, that doesn't make any sense. What are you? Whoa, 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 slow down, Motormouth. As much as I love hearing your voice every night, I'm afraid you're starting to exhaust your good graces with me with all these interrogations of yours here. I mean, for hell's sake... You haven't even given me a chance to answer your last question. You don't normally ask this many questions to people, do you? No, but then again, callers like you doesn't usually happen either. The voice laughs again. Yeah, oh, fair enough. I suppose. Though, I think from here on, I'd like to do most of the talking, if that's all right with you, Mr. Thulu, sir. Okay, whatever. Just tell me what you want here. Ah, that's better. Though again, I'm not just about me tonight. I'm about what all of hell wants. Now, as I understand it, tonight is Devil's Pickens night, yes? Uh, yeah. What about it? Well, as your longest fans, I think it's high time we cashed in on that opportunity, yeah? But, but uh, I can't do that yet. What do you mean you can't? I thought that's how this was supposed to work. You pick the songs and you play them. The room was unbearably hot now, sweltering. My breathing was heavy and my head felt light. The room began to spin and I thought I was going to collapse under the panel in front of me. What's wrong, DJ Thulu? Cat got your tongue? The heat of the situation setting in, maybe? I mashed the button again. What are you doing to me? There's so much for letting me do the talking, huh? Whatever. So here's the deal, pal. I heard the laugh again, this time smaller. More of a chuckle than a bellowing cackle. 
myself and the others with me, I mentioned before, are going to make a few song requests, and you're going to play them. Got it? You know, just like every other devil's picking night. I started panting. My vision went cloudy. I could barely even distinguish the knobs from the panel in front of me. Fine, okay, you win. But will you let me go if I do? Well, I am known for my deals, and a deal ain't worth a maggot's rancid turd if I don't hold up my end of them. I'll let you go tonight if you play our lineup for tonight's pickings. Sounds fair? Yes. Darkness was closing in my body. Felt like it would have burst into flames at any second, just out of thin air. Suddenly, though, fresh air started to fill my flaccid lungs again. I coughed and sputtered. Now, you ready for the first pick? Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Good. Now, for this first one, I'm going to let one of the underlings shoot their shots first. I heard the screams return, the man's voice returning, sobbing. I, I want to hear you play. What? I, I can't hear you. I heard the man cry out in pain with a deep voice roaring at him to speak up and quit crying like a little maggot. But play, play Hero by Skillet. I was confused for a second. I could hear the groans of agony also pick up in pitch. Then I heard an ear-splitting screech, followed by a sickening squelching sound, followed finally by a gurgling death rattle. What, what the hell was that? Look, disregard what he just said here. The pious moron has always been a pain in my tail. Both of them. You try and do something nice for some people, eh? Well, uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so I think I'll let her go first then. Wait, who are you? The little girl came back. Will you sing us a lullaby now? Huh? What are you talking about? Demon's voice was heard laughing. Oh, she's just so precious, ain't she? Well, you heard her. Play her a lullaby. But, but, but how? I mean, I don't have any. Didn't your mother ever sing to you when you were her age? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess so, but... Well, how lucky for you. See, she never got to hear a lullaby. You want to know why? I was about to try and uh, reply I, that I really didn't. Sadly, he wasn't actually asking. She never got to hear a lullaby, because her mommy kept trying to kill her every night. Yeah, a real piece of work she was, huh? Ah, but don't bother. She's here, too. The voice laughed, and the little girl returned. Please sing me a lullaby, Mr. DJ Thulu. I paused for a moment, unsure completely as what the hell I was supposed to do. I don't know exactly how long I sat idle for, but it was apparently too long for whoever it was on the phone, because the next thing I knew, the air in the room started getting thick and heavy again. This time I could see my skin, even turning a bright pinkish sort of red like a sunburn. Hot in there, ain't it? The voice laughed again. The little girl, I heard, started to break into tears. Why won't you sing me a lullaby? My throat felt tight, choking slowly out of me. I reached out to push the answer button, which in itself felt more like a struggle than it had ever showed up. Why do you hate me? The screams all returned. 
My skin was about to start blistering and my vision was darkening again. Finally, I managed to hit the button and start, sort of, singing. Rockabye baby in the treetop. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. And down comes baby, cradle and all. The air pressure returned to normal and I could breathe again. For a moment after, nothing happened. The other side was dead silent. Is that it? Are they finally gone? Well, well, ain't that just awful touch. All right, look, I sang your damn lullaby. Just pick the next song already. The voice let out a roaring laugh. Jeez, kid, I'm just trying to have a bit of fun here. Not like there's anybody else in the line waiting, you know. The woman's voice was next. Let the worlds fall apart by devious jackers. I started flipping through my records and CDs in the filing cabinet next to the panel. I, I don't have it. Check your playlist again. What? My playlist. On your phone. Go on, check it. I did, opening up my playlist. Right at the top was the song. My eyes widened. Wait, what the hell? I didn't buy it. Oh, never mind. Just play it. And don't worry. It won't rack up any suspicious charges on your bank account. Just play it and I'll be gone by sunrise. Sunrise, I thought. I looked at the time. It was now four. Another hour and a half till the sun started getting up. Of course, I wasn't exactly sure how it all worked here. My belief was who, or whatever these jack-offs were, they'd be gone by sunrise and this would be all over. Just another hour. I pressed the button to play the song. The song itself was almost ten minutes long. Strung out guitar solos and long periods of time where the soloist just howled gutturally into the microphone. Usually, you know, I'm all into this stuff. But this time, I couldn't tell why, but I was actually unsettled. The tune itself felt like it was traveling inside of my body, battering all of my organs around, and then forcefully pulling out my spirit or... Something like that. I don't know. I'm not religious. Finally, the song ended. Bravo, DJ Thurloo. You really are the best host here, aren't you? Whatever. Just hurry up and pick the next song. You really ought to learn to relax, but as you wish. Now, I think I'm feeling generous enough to let this jackass have another turn. What do you say? Ready to choose a song again? man's voice returned again this time, though. It was mutated, sounding like a mix of his original voice and that of the demon voice. Yes, master. Want to hear from below by Leviathan. Like last time I started flipping through the CDs, as well as checking my playlist on my phone. Right as I was about to tell them I didn't have it, though, there it was, appearing spontaneously at the top above the worlds apart sighing I hit play the song was even more rending than the last this song not only carried on for three times as long but also didn't even feel like an actual song but rather a weird ass sort of ambiance imagine those ambiances you'd hear of like an underwater setting or something 
right? Only instead of sounding like an aquarium or anything like that, all you hear is some gigantic thing growling like it's trying to say something. Don't even bother asking me what. For 30 minutes straight, that's exactly what this song was. Weirder still, this one actually started having me seeing things. I imagined the world drowned in a red river. Blood, I presumed. With everyone in it crying out for mercy, like the voices on the other end of the radio were earlier. Then, from the river, I watched this tyrannical creature with four stupidly muscular arms, jagged, almost metallic-looking teeth, marbled, pitch-black eyes, giant maw that looked like it had swallowed the whole planet. I had no idea what it was trying to say, but I could see its mouth move in accordance with the garbled lyrics from the music. Not only that, but the monster seemed to be looking straight at me as it spoke. The screams then started to emit from the body of the beast, with the people having actually fused with the damn thing to form this chimerial abomination straight out of a goddamn horror movie. That was when they all screamed out to me, We are all of us together! The monster's body began to change, its slippery, scaly flesh dissolving away into that of a giant shadow that loomed over the world. The end. I remember screaming at this. Funny thing was, I wasn't even trying to scream. Yeah, I was scared. Yeah, my mind was beyond the point of no real return. But despite this, I wasn't making a conscious effort to scream, even if just out of a relax, you know? I guess I should say that I was somehow actually forced to scream. In any case, though, I came out of it sometime later and found that the song was over. I looked at the time, 4.45 a.m. Only another 15 minutes. I wondered if I'd even last that long. Well, well, certainly a banger that one was, huh? I didn't respond for a good two or three minutes. Still not convinced everything was back to normal again. Well, at least in the semi-general sense. Hello? You still with us there? DJ Thuler? I hit the button. Yeah, 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 I'm here. Look. Devil's Pickens is almost over, okay? If you've got any more tracks to play, let's, let's get them over with. Oh, Christ on a stick, you ain't kidding. It really is almost up, ain't it? Well then, it's a good thing I saved the best for last. The screams, the roaring laughter, and the sounds from the last track all combined into one as I heard the voice say for me to play something called The Deal by the Fallen. My heart froze for a second as I shakily opened the playlist to find, like the other two, that it, too, poofed its way to the top of the list. Fearing a lot more about what would happen if I hesitated, I panic-smashed the play button. Immediately, the speakers emitted the single, absolute, most high-pitched scream that was even earthly possible. It even caused sparks to fly from the, both of the speakers, and the panel. In seconds, the studio was filled with sparks flying like fireworks. I reached to hit the stop button when the phone itself exploded into flames. From there, the room then caught flame, engulfing the entire room in a span of only a minute. 
frantically jumped up from my seat, now being free to move again and tried jerking the door open. It was stuck, so then I tried breaking the window. Somehow, though, even hurling the chair at it with all my strength was absolutely worthless. Over the chaos, through the headphones, I could hear the abominable voice laughing. How's this for a hot single, huh? What are you doing? Let me out! Let me out! The voice laughed again. Well, now, the song ain't over yet. Now, is it? Can't do this. You have to let me go. Not till the song's over. That was our deal, remember? You play my little selection and I'll let you go. Don't worry. This is the last one. I promise. Now, I'm going to enjoy the rest of this song and you... Uh, you can go back to trying to beat the heat. I heard the laughing one last time before I heard the line on the air end disconnect. I looked around the room. Everything everywhere was swallowed in flames. I was trapped. There was nowhere I could go, nothing I could do. The flames crept teasingly closer, slowly toward me. Smoke now infested the air, suffocating me further. In seconds I was gagging and wheezing. Vision clouded over my arms and legs, lost strength. Darkness spread across the room, and then, and then there was nothing. I couldn't see, feel, smell, or hear anything. It stayed like this for God only knows how long. And I'd have thought for sure that I was dead if it weren't for the fact that I was shaken awake by a firefighter. My vision was blurry. My head felt like a sack of bricks. That had been taken upside at full force. What? Where? Easy there, son, said the fireman. Just breathe. I tried to, and it resulted in a whooping cough. Then gently fitted an oxygen mask on my face. Here, now try. It was still a bit before I was able to, but I was able to start eventually breathing properly again. When the police arrived, along with my boss, the producer of the station... I was almost instantly barraged with questions along the lines of, what in the unholy hell happened in the studio? I'd have laughed at that if only out of sheer morbid irony, but of course the condition of my lungs wouldn't have allowed for that. And obviously, no, I didn't try explaining what any of that was that happened. Instead, I just told him that the equipment caught fire, door in the window somehow got stuck. Being honest, if it weren't for the email I just got a few hours later when I got home, I'd have probably believed that. As it was, I found out that my survival was thanks to a random tip from a deep-voiced fellow. As one cheeky nurse put it, that they'd seen the studio building was on fire. I was rushed then to the hospital where it was found, albeit rather quickly, that I was relatively unharmed side of a bit of smoke inhalation, and was sent home. It was there, though, that I got an email on my computer from an email that, as far as I was aware, couldn't be real, that read as the following. Glad to know you got out of there, DJ Thulu. Can't have my favorite host getting all crispy on me just yet. After all, next devil's picking tonight is next Friday, right? Well, got to keep the maggots entertained till then. See you soon, Andy. Sincerely, your lucky devil. P.S. Don't worry about the studio. I'll personally see to it that it's up and running again.
I hope you enjoy Devil's Pickens by Corpse Child, as performed by yours truly. If you've enjoyed what you've heard tonight, I'd like to remind you one last time that tonight's featured author can be found by visiting our website. Just visit simplyscarypodcast.com slash corpse-child. That's simplyscarypodcast.com slash C-O-R-P-S-E dash C-H-I-L-D. You can't go wrong with his Corpse Child Gospel subreddit or his published works or his growing collection of narrated tales you can hear on this program. As a reminder, if you do decide to give tonight's talented author's stories a read, please consider leaving him a quality review and a kind word or a thoughtful public comment and an upvote. And be sure to let him know you heard about him here on this program and that me, Otis, sent you. It means more than you can imagine, and I'm pretty sure he would very much appreciate it as well. Thanks again for your support of this show and of tonight's featured author. Now, before we go, I'd also like to take a moment to thank you personally for joining me for this episode of Scary Stories Told in the Dark. If you enjoyed what you've heard on today's show, please take a moment to stop by our iTunes page or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts and leave us a five-star review and a kind word. Makes a huge difference and would mean a lot to us. If you'd like to hear a premium extended edition of tonight's and all of our other episodes featuring twice the terror, visit simplyscarypodcast.com today and click the Patrons link in the menu at the top of the screen. You'll find yourself at ChillingTalesForDarkNights.com, where you can purchase season passes for this podcast and our other quality storytelling programs. Or become a patron for as little as five bucks a month and get access to our entire audio archive dating back to 2012, all of it ad-free. If you happen to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube, you can follow and subscribe to Chilling Tales for Dark Nights there, where you'll get all of our latest updates and new releases and have the chance to interact with us each and every week. You can subscribe to me on YouTube as well at the Otis Chiry channel, where you'll find releases of my series, Horror Storytime, dating back to 2014. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Just search for Otis Gyre. Until next week, stay spooky and get some sleep, if you can. <laughs>
the Otis Chivy channel, and my extensive collection of narrated tales there. Simply search on YouTube by my name, and you'll find me. And don't forget to subscribe and press the bell notification icon to get my latest releases. Got a scary tale of your own that you'd like performed? I take submissions. Email it to me today at otis at simplyscarypodcast.com to have your terrifying tome considered for production in a future episode of this show. That's O-T-I-S at simplyscarypodcast.com. If you've enjoyed what you heard on tonight's program and are joining us on your favorite podcast app, subscribe to us to be sure you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review and a comment. Your feedback means a lot to me. You can also follow Chilling Tales for Dark Nights and yours truly on Facebook to connect anytime and get the latest updates on this and other programs and my channel. If you're listening on the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights YouTube channel, do us a favor and hit the subscribe button and the bell notification icon for CTFDN as well to get more spooky tales from me and the crew and another episode of this program each and every Wednesday. And don't forget to hit that thumbs up button to tell us how we're doing and leave a kind word or a request. And don't forget to visit us at ChillingTalesForDarkNights.com and consider supporting the team by becoming a patron. In addition to helping us out, you'll get exclusive access to our audio archive and ad-free downloads of all your favorite stories, including those you've heard on this program. As for me, I'll be back next Wednesday with more terrifying tales to keep you up all night. But that's all right. Who needs sleep anyway? <laughs> the Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.